You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. Go to riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen. Jesus, the birthday made for celebrating. Jesus' birthday is made for celebrating. Now we celebrate birthdays. We celebrate birthdays when it's my birthday. My family remembers me. My wife said that I could be king for the day. And I said, aren't I king every day? And she said, you can think that if you want. And I laughed and she laughed and she said, never share that as a sermon illustration or you'll be homeless. No, not really. But we have this great opportunity to remember what Jesus has done and our culture celebrates it. So it is now okay or currently allowed to talk about Jesus, to share about Jesus and his birthday and the great opportunity that we have to celebrate that. And I just wanted to highlight four different areas that we can celebrate that or why we should celebrate that and then talk about maybe some gift ideas for people that don't have a lot of money. So uh, in just a few minutes that we have, I hope that you would be encouraged by that. In Luke chapter 2, verse 1, it says, In those days Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, to the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. So we celebrate Jesus and his birthday. Wouldn't it be strange if people got together for your birthday party, and instead of like focusing on you, they were like exchanging gifts with each other and like ignoring you, and they're running around decorating their houses and watching football and doing all these crazy things that really had nothing to do with you and your birthday, but it was just like stuff that they were doing, and that's kind of what has happened with our Christmas celebration. Sometimes we totally forget about Jesus, we focus on Christmas uh, as a holiday, as a celebration, as this guilt-driven thing where you need to we feel a need to buy all these people all these things and to do all these things and to go out to all these events and to make everybody happy with us. And when it's all done, we're like, well, I didn't really focus on Jesus much at Christmas time. And then it's kind of disappointing. And I bet the Lord is disappointed too. But one, we celebrate the birth of the Messiah. The Messiah, the Savior of the world, the one that before he came uh, was waited upon. They had hoped that Jesus would come and overthrow, over, overthrow their Roman oppressors and uh, help them to be victorious rulers of the world and uh, that everything in life would be better and simpler and easier. But God had a different plan to send Jesus to die on the cross for our sin, to 
uh, teach us how to live and make it so that we could be with Jesus forever. So Jesus is the Messiah. He has been born to you, verse 11. He is the Messiah, the Lord, the Christ, the Lord. Jesus' purpose was to come and to seek and to save those who are lost, those who are separated from God, those who have lost their way, those who were unable to uh, find their way back to God, and that would be every one of us, because you can't work your way into heaven, you can't buy your way into heaven, you can't educate your way into heaven, but you can believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ and that you will be saved then. Uh, Jesus, his first message was that we were to repent of sin and turn our back on sin and turn towards what is right, turn towards God, turn towards the way that God wants us to live. And there was a gap so wide, bigger than the Grand Canyon. We could never cross it no matter what we did on our own, but Jesus was the bridge to life to make it possible for us to be saved. We celebrate the birth of the Messiah, the one who came to save us, the one who made it possible for us to enjoy a new life in Christ. Because when you come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, the Bible says that you are made a new creation, that you're born again, that you're assured heaven, that you receive the Holy Spirit, that God's going to keep working on you uh, throughout your whole life to make you like Jesus. And the Holy Spirit's there to help you understand Scripture and to be successful in serving. And uh, He has a plan for every one of us to serve Him. And so, Jesus, we celebrate the birth of the Messiah. Number two, we celebrate the birth of a message. A message that God loves us so much. A message that God wants to have a personal relationship with all of us through Jesus. Luke 2.10 The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Not just for the people of that time, but even for us today, 2,000 years later, we are still celebrating that that is good news, the gospel good news, that we can be made right with God, that we can know that we have a purpose for living, that we can know that God loves us and cares about us, that we can know that Jesus has a plan for us, a message that... When we are lost, we can be saved no matter what sin we have committed, that we can be forgiven and we can walk in newness of life. Matthew 1, this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. There was this period of time where God was silent, this 400 year period where the people didn't hear from God before Jesus came and Uh, Sometimes it seems like that in our life. It seems like God is so distant and it seems like He is so far and He wouldn't want to have anything to do with us because of the things that we've done or um, the shame that we have. But we can be made right. We can be made right in a right relationship with God through believing upon Jesus Christ and following after Jesus. God with us means a personal relationship, not just a religion, not just showing up and just going to church and just reading your Bible to fill a list and not just praying to say a bunch of prayers to try to try to make God happy with you, but actually to have communion, to talk one-on-one with the Lord, to be able to walk hand-in-hand in this life with God, with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The most amazing thing about the message of Jesus is that because Jesus was born as a baby, as a man, lived among us, and then uh, experience all the hardships in life. The Bible in Hebrew says he's able to sympathize with us in our weaknesses. He knows the pain and struggles and difficulties and fears and hardships that we go through. And so when we pray about the things we struggle with, he can say, you know what? I kind of understand. I understand. I went through that. I, can, I get that. So he's able to, a high priest that's able to sympathize with us 
in our weakness. He is able to help us. He is able to encourage us. He is able to help us to live the Christ life, to become more and more like Him, the birth of a message that God loves you so much that He became human. Uh, as the verse was read before, by Emmett, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then John 1.12 says, Yet to all who received Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. So God loved the world so much that He gave His Son as a gift. And the gift sits there on the table. The gift sits there waiting for you to receive it. John 1.12 says, Yet to all who received it, to all who received the gift, so there's many people that haven't received the gift. And they might think that they are saved because they said a prayer or they went through some religious thing, but they don't have a true personal relationship with Jesus Christ because they never truly received the gift. A great way to receive the gift is through prayer by acknowledging that you're a sinner and that you need to be forgiven, that, Jesus, that you acknowledge that Jesus died on the cross for sins and He rose again, He ascended into heaven, and He's coming back soon. And praying something like, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my life and save me. Make me the person you created me to be. I want to follow you. And when you truly mean that, when you truly want that relationship with the Lord, when you truly admit your need, then you are truly saved. And what a great thing. We have that message to carry. We have that as a mission. John 20, 31 these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in His name. So by believing that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, that you have life, true life, abundant life, eternal life, the true meaning to life, we celebrate the birth of a message. We carry that message. We should be telling other people about this new life that they can have in Jesus. We shouldn't keep that gift to ourselves. We celebrate, number three, we celebrate the birth of a mission. Because of this, in Christ, we all have something that we are to do. Luke 2.14, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. We need peace. We'd like to live in peace. It's great when our countries aren't at war against each other. It's great when we can enjoy peace with our neighbors and our friends, but it's not a true peace. It's peace like we could have with God. We need to uh, look forward to the perfect peace when Jesus is truly in control. But right now, sometimes we struggle. Sometimes we don't feel at peace. And we can pray through that. We can work through that. We can rely on the Lord to help us when it doesn't seem like things are very peaceful. Sometimes life is like the weather and sometimes it's sunny and everything seems great and then there are storms in life. Sometimes like the winter weather, you can look at the extended forecast and you get past the snowstorm and you look at the next 14 to 30 days, it says absolutely nothing about snow and you're like, hey, sunny weather, this looks great. Unless you're into skiing or snowmobiling or whatever. But anyway, so you're like, no snow, no snow. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're thinking, oh, we got sunny days for the next two weeks. All of a sudden, storm warning, storm alert, two feet of snow coming in the next 24 hours. It's like, where did that come from? Well, the weather forecasters couldn't see it coming because it just kind of showed up. Sometimes they can catch it coming, sometimes they can't. And in your life, those storms, sometimes when you least expect it, they just show up. And when you're walking in the Lord, when you're living in the Lord, when you're relying on Him for the peace that surpasses all understanding, when you're praying through the difficulties, when you've been spending time in God's Word, so you're, you're, you're prayed up and you're, 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 you confessed all, all the known sin in your life and 
so you're walking closely with the Lord, you are more prepared to handle those storms, more prepared to handle those difficulties. So when that storm comes, when that difficulty comes, when that job loss, bad news, death in the family, all that stuff comes, you're more likely to run into the presence of the Lord and to seek peace and help to get you through the difficulty and then to follow with mission, which, which I mentioned before about the baptism. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. In Matthew 28 and in Matthew 24, 14, it says this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So uh, this is more like the book end where the, uh, then we live happily ever after. So when Jesus comes and makes everything right, that will be a great time in the believer's lives. But this whole idea that you and I live in Christ to make disciples, you and I live in Christ to follow the Lord and to spread the message throughout the whole world, we have an opportunity to do that actually because of technology. We can reach just about anywhere around the world now by just grabbing the little phone device that a lot of us have and sending out messages or sharing things. But we celebrate the birth of a mission. We are all to be out there sharing Christ, making disciples, sharing the peace of the Lord. There's a bunch of people going through hard things and you might have the solution of Jesus to help them through their time of need. You might have exactly what they are looking for. 2 Corinthians 9.13, it talks about, it's talking about giving and sharing and things like that. But it says, as a result of your ministry, so just think about this. Put your name in there. As a result of, put your name in there that because you've shared Christ, because you've shared resources, because you've spent time, because you've done all this stuff, as a result of what you've done, they will give glory to God. Your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the news of Christ, and they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given you. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. The, the gift is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. People praying for you, that's awesome when they're like, oh Lord, thank you so much for, insert your name, thank you so much for, for Joel because he was there when I needed him, because he pointed me to you, because he helped me to grow in my faith, because he helped me prepare in my life as he helped disciple me in Christ so that when the storms of life came, when the difficulties came, I would know how to handle it. I would know what to do. I couldn't have gotten through without, insert your name. Number four, we celebrate the birth of a movement. A movement. Think about it. All around the world, there are people worshiping and praising and serving the Lord right now. People in languages, different languages all around the world. People that have the freedom to do it and people that are persecuted for their faith. They're like, well, we're probably going to go to jail for this, but we're going to go to church and worship the Lord. Probably going to, maybe this will be the last time we'll see our families who might get put in prison or uh, killed, but we're going to faithfully serve the Lord. That kind of faith. There's other people that... Um, aren't able to get to church, aren't able, and they're able to attend an online church. They're not able to, um, because of their work schedule or whatever, but a movement of all these millions of people, hundreds of millions, probably billion people around the world, worshiping the Lord. We celebrate the birth of a movement, Colossians 1.4, Paul, an apostle of Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people, and Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the people. 
So we have this great opportunity to share Christ. We have this great opportunity to look back and see all the people that had been so, um, such a part of making the Christian family that we're a part of happen. Um, I'm able to be blessed to actually you know, come here and see my granddaughters be part of... When we started the church, there were no granddaughters. My daughter wasn't even married. And you know, to have granddaughters that are part of the Christmas thing and to see your kids, see your kids grow up and everything is so awesome. So, but the encouragement is, is that we have so much to celebrate in Jesus. I know that you know the message, that you have heard the message of Christ over and over again. But to be able to just take that and to share that with others, to live it, to be thankful, to celebrate what Christ has been doing. And then when you think about gift giving, um, I just want you to watch this quick video and think about all that you invest in the presence and how the money you put in the presence and how long it lasts. And then if you give me a couple more minutes after that, I'll just share a few gift ideas. Christmas presents are exciting. Do you remember what you'd say is the best gift you've ever received at Christmas? I asked my kids this question, and here's what they said. My six-year-old loved her little talky doll that could talk, blink, and not much else. Cost a whopping $110 after tax, and it lasted for a solid eight months before it found its way to the back of her closet. My nine-year-old said his favorite was the popular fantasy book series, six books in all, each getting progressively longer. The set cost $58 and lasted eight weeks before it lived its final dust-filled existence on a shelf. Now my tween loved the Brainy Putty collection that cost $32 and lasted a measly eight days before it went to live in our carpet. Finally, my teenage son wanted the ultimate drone with a 4K camera. It cost the most and lasted the shortest amount of time. I'd like to say it lasted eight minutes, but no, it was eight seconds, which is only impressive in bull riding. As exciting as those gifts are, what if there was a gift at Christmas that was far better? In fact, so much better that it makes these look like, well, toys. What if this gift was worth so much that no one could buy it for you, nor could you afford it? What if it was something of extreme value, like, say, life itself? And what if this gift was given through the birth of a baby who became our paid in full? That's the gift offered to all. It costs us nothing, him everything. It lasts just a bit longer than eight seconds, eight days, eight weeks, or even eight months. It lasts forever. All right, so if you just give me a couple more minutes. When you're a kid, usually you usually don't have a whole lot of money to buy Christmas presents. And when you're a dad, sometimes your kids buy you Christmas presents that they give to you. It's supposed to be a surprise. They give it to you, and you're supposed to be thankful for what they bought you with your money, the thing that you didn't need. So you think about gifts and what gifts are truly meaningful. And Life Church put out this list uh, just the other day about surprisingly uh, inexpensive, unexpected free gifts. And so I could send that to you if you want. I'm not going to read it to you. But one of them was a smile. So people are sad and to share a smile with someone can be a gift. Sometimes in a re bad relationships, sometimes when you're in a family gathering and the people think that you have it out for them, there are you're thinking that, you know, there's this family conflict. Sometimes the smile can go a long ways, but a free gift can be a smile. A helping hand. 
you know, when it comes to Christmas time and all this other stuff, when a child or someone comes along and helps, that means so much. I mean, things like um, helping uh, clean stuff, helping prepare stuff, being there, time. Often, love and time are, are equal. When people see how much time you're willing to spend and how much willing you're, you're willing to help, they are uh, thinking and knowing that you care and that you, that you love a helping hand, helping to clean up stuff, helping when dinner is served to clean up, uh, just a helping hand, a helping hand in every way. I love to see it when the older kids are helping the younger kids. It's such a great blessing, a helping hand. A note or text to send a note, to write a note or to send a text that says you care and about how you feel. Uh, really interesting, in my lifetime, people used to always handwrite letters. So a handwritten letter was the norm. No one really thought anything about it. And then the fax machine came out and people were like, oh, I just got a fax. This is so awesome. And then now nobody wants a fax. And then email came and that was cool. I got an email. You got mail. That was what the AOL thing used to say. People were like, oh, I got mail. It's so exciting. And then pretty soon they got spam filters and they didn't like mail anymore. But then text messaging came along and... Um, video chatting and uh, Insta, message, Facebook messaging and all these things. And uh, now with the most meaningful thing that people are shocked when they get, when they receive it, they're like, oh my goodness, this is so exciting. I wonder what it says. Is a handwritten note or a letter. People, they look at, I look at them like, I wonder if they really wrote this or if that's one of those handwritten font things. I wonder, I wonder if they really, did they really write me something with their own hand? That is amazing. A note or a text can be a gift. An invite to church, just think if you invite someone to church and then they come into a personal relationship with Christ and then they become a Christ follower and their life changes, that is a great gift that can last a lifetime. Quality time, like a helping hand, but quality time. When you put down your phone, when you put down your computer or tablet, when you put the thing down to spend time with each other, quality time can mean so much. A modern mixtape. So in the old days, we used to make... Uh, music on cassette tapes or whatever and then share that with people but now you can use services you can make a youtube playlist or a spotify playlist or whatever of the the songs that are inspirational the songs that are encouraging songs that you want to share with a person and then share that that can be a free gift that can mean a lot to someone a love jar a love jar is where you have a jar and then you put notes of all the things that you like and love about that person in there and then they can open it up and read all these things in their love jar Number nine, a coupon book. It can be big, it can be little. Uh, kids, this is really helpful for you. You could write, write a coupon book. If you're an older child, you could say, here's a coupon for three hours of babysitting. Or, I mean, don't do coupons for things you're supposed to do anyway. Like, oh, I've got, here's five coupons for taking out the garbage. No, you're supposed to do that anyway. So that's not really a gift. That's just you doing your chores. But a coupon book of things that are like meaningful, like... Uh, uh, if you're allowed to wash the car or, you know, think about what you could do, make a coupon book, uh, that can be really meaningful, especially if when the coupon is presented that you honor it without arguing or complaining or saying, and you can put an expiration date on it too, but it's kind of weird if you like make a coupon for something that can only be done in the summer and then the coupon expires, like, I'm going to give you a coupon to weed the garden, but it expires February 21st, sorry. So a coupon book, and then meaningful memories. Meaningful memories can last a lifetime. So sometimes uh, experiences together, doing things together, trying to figure out ways to make meaningful, meaningful memories, those can be all unexpected free gifts. With that, I'm out of time, but I want to encourage you at this Christmas time that we do have those Advent books. They're on the 
bench on the way out, and it's uh, 25 days of Advent readings, but it's only like two or three paragraphs per page. Uh, you can literally read through the entire thing in one sitting, but uh, to help you to focus and be an encouraged, be encouraged at Advent, you can still share them. So it'd be great if we found homes for all of them. That would be good. Uh, the best gifts are centered around sacrifice. So next week, Dan's going to talk about Jesus, the blessing of God with us. I'm going to pray, and then the worship team's going to come up and sing a final song, and then we can come back for dinner. Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much for the opportunities that you give us to worship you, the opportunities that you give us to make a difference in people's lives, the opportunities that you give us to step out in faith, even when we don't feel worthy to serve you. And then, Lord, often you use those feeble attempts to do great things. Your Holy Spirit makes up the difference and helps transform and change people's lives. I thank you for the life transformation of so many people here that I see who have been growing in you and serving you. And uh, Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much for the church family that we're a part of. Lord, I pray you'd help it to continue to grow and that you'd help us to continue to grow. Jesus, we celebrate you at this Christmas time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. We invite you to visit River Rock Church 10 a.m. Sundays at 330 South Market Street in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. You can connect with us, find resources to help you grow in your faith, give online to support this ministry, and share your prayer requests with us at riverrockchurch.com. May God bless you. Share Jesus with others this week.